Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. They have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And, and the blinks it back! I haven't, I haven't got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. Oh, what a start! What they can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret. I'm Ian Joy, and I'm joined by the hardest working and most loved man on the internet. Yes, that's Fabrizio Romano for the debut of our new show, House of Champions, begins right now. Welcome along, everybody. Welcome, Fabrizio, House of Champions. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Really happy for this historical day for our podcast, House of Champions. I love the name, by the way. Fantastic name. I'm sure it will be Great, we'll be here together with many stories, many news, and so ready to go, and uh, important day for us. So happy to be the first one here, and all with our friends that will join the show in the next days and weeks. Well, thank you for being our first ever guest and first ever person on the show, because you are the main man. When uh, CBS came to me a long time ago to, to have this show, I said, this is a must. Fabrizio Romano <laughs> is a must for this show. If we're going to do you. this right... I need to have this guy with me because you are so special. You're so neat, unique. What you do Thank for you. football, the following you have is clearly awesome. Everybody loves to see that. But I am amazed by your football brain. I'm amazed by the fact that you have these contacts, but you, the way you handle your business is just simply special. So when we named the new show House of Champions, you really are a champion. So we hope that you're going to play a big role in this show. Thanks, really. My pleasure. Well, listen, I'm going to let everybody know what we are. We are obviously uh, a new show. It's a new title, House of Champions, but it's pretty much, if you're a fan of the previous show, pretty much business as usual. Um, Of course, we're going to continue to talk about the greatest stories in football. As clearly you can see, we've got Fabrizio on today with us. We don't ever want to stop doing that for you. This is your show. We created this show for you, the fans, for you, the viewer, for you, the people who like to entertain yourself, but also like to be entertained by the hardest working and most enjoyable guys and most knowledgeable guys in the beautiful game. Of course, Fabrizio is in that category. But we also have Nigel Rio Coker and Michael LaHood, two former professionals who are certainly outspoken and not shy in voicing their opinion. They'll be joining in pretty much every single day with the show. Uh, we have James Benj and Jonathan Johnson, two of the best journalists that you will find in the world's game. They are all over it, but they are also super opinionated and we look forward to having conversations with them. Obviously available on all 
uh, podcast platforms, but you can watch live on YouTube as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining us out there. And like I said before, it's business as usual. It might have a new name and a new title and a new host, but this is the House of Champions, and I've got a champion with me today, so let's get down to business. Fabrizio, let's get into it, man. This is the House of Champions. Uh, we're obviously excited. We're going to open up the floor to everybody out there who has a question for you. We're going to try and get as many questions as we possibly can, but I'm going to ask the first one because it's my show, okay? Let's get into it. Let's get into Chelsea, Fabrizio, because uh, Dennis Zakaria is one of my most enjoyable young players coming up through the game, found himself at Chelsea from Juventus and a little bit frustrated now. What's going on with Zakaria at Chelsea? He's not playing. <laughs> he's not playing, basically, and so it's normal to have an important player like Dennis Zakaria not so happy with the, with the current situation. Uh, I'm happy that yesterday um, the manager Graham Potter clarified the situation because we had some rumors coming from England saying that maybe Chelsea were going to uh, discuss with Juventus to interrupt the loan deal in January. I'm told that this is not the case, that they will discuss, there will be a discussion between the agents of Zakaria, Chelsea to understand the situation. But at the same point, they are not interrupting the loan. And yesterday, Graham Potter said he's working in a fantastic way. He's a top professional. So Zakaria is trying to fight for his place. But Graham Potter said we have many important midfielders. He mentioned Mason Mount, Jorginho, and all the others important players. They have at Chelsea, many young players like Conor Gallagher. So it's not easy. The reality is that they decided to proceed with the Zakaria deal because of Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel wanted Zakaria. It was a deal decided by Thomas Tuchel, of course, together with Todd Bowley, but was the manager to push for Zakaria. And this is why they decided to proceed on deadline day a few hours before the end of the window with a Swiss midfielder. And now he's not playing with Graham Potter, who has different ideas of, of midfield. But I'm sure that he will have an opportunity. Yesterday, Potter said, give him some time and he will have a chance in our rotation. And so I'm curious to see what happens in the next weeks. But at the moment, he's trying to, to find his place at Chelsea and it's not so easy. Uh, let's give a little shout out to Tobos S. Thank you very much, Tobos, for tuning into the show. Thank you so much to Oscar for tuning into the show. You say the name is a bit of a mouthful, but let's give it a try. That's because this is the house of champions. Don't wear championship rings in this house for no reason at all. For me, so we've got great questions coming in from Chelsea fans out there. If you're a fan of other teams than Chelsea, please drop in the questions. We'll get the best ones out to Fabrizio. This is an awesome one, Fabrizio. He says, uh, Toby S says, top class footballers around the world. Do you think they would like to play for Chelsea and the new project? That's a great question right there. Obviously, Todd Bowley, a big example as to what this top class project is all about. Do you think good players want to play there? World class players want to be at Chelsea? 100% yes. And I also can say that young players, young talents around the world, not just in Europe, are really tempted by, by Chelsea as a possibility for, for the future. They say they see how Chelsea are investing on, on young talents, how they are investing on experienced players, they, as they did also uh, during the summer with Khalidou Koulibaly, Obama Young and many others. So they can see the project, they can see the passion of Todd Bowley. It was not an easy summer because he jumped in after a complicated situation. He was the president, the owner, the sport director, so it was not an easy summer for Chelsea. But at the same point, he was really ambitious in everything he did. You can see the vision, you can see that he won to help the club he wants to be to build something important and this is why many important and top players are attracted by Chelsea and then you have the badge the history London Premier League so it's easy to say yes to Chelsea and this is why many players are really are really open to a potential move to Chelsea in the future so I'm sure that the future is is bright after a complicated period we remember with the sanctions and and all the stories around the, around Chelsea between February and April but now is a really great moment and I think Todd Bowley is doing an excellent work 
You're watching the House of Champions, CBS Sports' brand new show. I am with the one and only Fabrizio Romano. We will have him on weekly, so get your questions in, but make sure you follow the journey, like, and subscribe. We've got another one coming in, Fab, from Wanted. He says, he's a big fan of yours, Fab. Of course he's a big fan of you. Everybody's a big fan of you. you. Is Nkunku to Chelsea confirmed, or are there still some questions? No, it's not about questions, but it's, it's about signing the contracts. You know, uh, we know in the market that you have to sign the contracts to make sure that there will be no problem, especially when there is a release clause for a player, like in this case with Christopher Koku. So there is an agreement in principle since, I would say, more than one month between Chelsea and Red Bull Leipzig for Christopher Koku. He had the medical with Chelsea. He has an agreement on the contract. So the deal is almost ready. Now it's up to Chelsea to sign the contracts, uh, also on player side to complete everything as soon as possible. But the agreement is there. The agreement in principle principle is there. So I can say that Kunku is more than close to joining Chelsea. Uh, it's something that could happen next summer in 2023, summer 2023. They will not trigger the clause. They have an agreement with Red Bull Leipzig. There is a release clause in the contract, but they will pay way more, a bit more than release clause, but because they will have better payment terms. When there is a release clause, usually you have to pay immediately one solution all the money. In this case, it will have different payment terms. And this is why Chelsea agreed with Red Bull Leipzig. Is not signed yet, but the agreement in principle is there. So I think there are very good chances to see Christopher Nkunku as new Chelsea player next summer. Let me just tell a lot of you out there who are watching, and you are watching the House of Champions. It takes a minute to get to all your questions. So, Baba, be a little bit patient, okay? We're getting to you right now. Great question coming in from Baba. Thank you so much for putting it in. He says, Fab, what's taking so long with Vivo's situation? Is it money, contract, holding it up? And why hasn't Chelsea made Joe Shields official? Nothing has been said. And Nkuku, we just touched upon it there, hasn't signed anything yet. But a great question from Baba right there. Yes, let me say that it's not always so easy eh? because all these um, players, directors that you're mentioning are already working for another club. So it's the case for Joe Shields working for Southampton and Kunku is a Red Bull Leipzig player. And so this is not FIFA. You need some time to, to have all the agreements, to sign all the contracts. And so it's normal to have this kind of, of timing. Let me say that we said about Kunku, but about Joe Shields, he will be the new co-director of recruitment at Chelsea. The agreement is 100% confirmed. Josh Shields will leave Southampton in the next weeks and will sign for Chelsea. So don't worry about the official statement. We have to wait a bit. It's normal in football. It's not just with Josh Shields and Chelsea, but in general, uh, it always takes so, so long in these kind of cases if people are already working uh, for another club, but Josh Shields will be new Chelsea uh, co-director of, of recruitment. And for Vivel, there are negotiations ongoing. Negotiations ongoing between Christopher Vivel and Chelsea. Discussions ongoing on the contract in, in a very positive atmosphere, I'm told, because he's open to join Chelsea. The meetings were really positive. They're still discussing some of the details, but I think he's the main favourite from what I'm told to become the new technical director of Chelsea. All right, we've got a great question coming in from Natalie Cross. She says, what's going on at Chelsea uh, with Slonina? I can't see him displacing Mendy and Kepa anytime soon. Fabrizio, Kepa's performance at the weekend against Aston Villa was exceptional. Certainly didn't look yes. like a goalkeeper that was lacking confidence. No, no, no. It was amazing. And uh, I think Graham Potter helped him a lot. They have two fantastic goalkeepers because Mendy has been a great goalkeeper for, for many, many years with Chelsea. And same for Kepa, who's doing fantastic now. And let me say that Kepa was really close to leaving Chelsea during the summer eh? because in June, Napoli wanted him on loan and then was top bully to say, no, we're not going to accept a loan deal also with buy option. Uh, if you want Kepa, you have to pay. Otherwise, the player stays here and he will be part of our project. And in the end, it was a smart decision. So what happens with Gagas Lonina? He will arrive at Chelsea. He's now in London. Eh? He's now in London yeah. with his agent uh, for a few few days more and then he will be with, a, with the national team in the next days. 
But then uh, he will be back in London in January. Uh, he will be back to, to discuss with Chelsea, to understand about the situation, if he will stay at Chelsea and maybe have a few months to adapt to English football, or if he will go back on loan to Chicago Fire. This is also a possibility. They will mm-hmm. decide together with the player, together with the agent. But I would say that with Kepa and with Mendy performing at Super Lever, they're smart enough to know that it makes no sense to have a goalkeeper like Slovenia waiting and waiting, born in 2004. So he has to play, he has to be consistent, he has to show his skills again and again. And this is why I think he will go, he will go on loan. We've got some great questions coming in. Thank you so much, Matt. We're going to get to your question in just a minute there. Thank you to Tobo. Thank you so much to Ali A. We're going to get to your questions in just a quick minute. We're going to have a break in just a second. But Fabrizio, before we get to break, I have a question. Um, A lot of noise about Ziyech. What's going on with Ziyech in this little meeting with Milan? I mean, there seems to be a lot of rumors going on about Ziyech. And it's a little unfortunate because I think he's a wonderful player. Yes, yesterday I was checking because here in Italy we had a rumor of a meeting between Sebastian Ledur, who is a lawyer, uh, who has been working with uh, Romelu Lukaku on the transfer of Romelu Lukaku from Chelsea to Inter. And so he had a meeting yesterday with a similar board and this is why we had rumors about Hakim Ziyech as a possibility for Milan. I was checking and I'm told that Sebastian Ledur is not working for Hakim Ziyech. He's not his agent, he's not his lawyer. And so the meeting was not for Hakim Ziyech, possibly for other players, but it's not about Chelsea. And it was absolutely a normal meeting between an agent and the club, an important club to discuss about players, but was not about Hakim Ziyech. He was in Milan list in June. He was one of the players that Milan considered during the summer. He was also in Ajax list. But again, Todd Bolli this summer, after the Romero Lukaku deal, was very clear with all these players, with Pulisic, with Ziyech, uh, with Kepa. He said, no way for loan deals. We are not going to accept loan deals for our players. If clubs want to sign them, they have to pay. And this was the case for Hakim Ziyech with Ajax and with Milan. So at the moment, nothing has changed. I think for January, they will have to pay if they want Hakim Ziyech. All right, the first half is over. We're going to take a quick break, but more to come from the one and only Fabrizio Romano when we return. Keep your questions coming in. It's your turn next. Don't you worry about it. I'll get to the best questions as possible. And House of Champions will be right back after this short, short break. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh, welcome back. You are watching the House of Champions. I am Ian Joy, and I'm joined by Fabrizio Romano. We are answering all your questions, but keep those questions coming in. But make sure you like and subscribe. We need you to follow along so you know when Fabrizio is going to be on the show so that when you can ask your questions. Let's get back to it, Fabrizio. We don't have any time to waste. A couple more in Chelsea before we turn our attention to some other teams. There's a lot of questions about Conte. Obviously, his situation right now has been unfortunate with the injury situation. But what about his contract and what happens there? It's a really complicated negotiation. Uh, it's really complicated. At the moment, there is no agreement between Golo Kante and Chelsea. From what I'm told, there are good chances for him to leave on a free 
next summer, he would love to stay because he loves London. Uh, it was a similar situation with Tony Rudiger one year ago. Uh, also, Tony Rudiger was really happy at Chelsea, but at some points, uh, it's also important to mention that for these players, it's probably the last big contract. And this is why they, they are negotiating, but at the moment, there is no agreement between Kant and Chelsea. And so let's see what happens. At the moment, is is a difficult one, and I think there are very good chances for Kante to leave on a free. Only probably wow. the new director could change the situation. Probably the new director can come in and change the situation. But as of now, I'm told that there are very good chances for Kante to leave on a free. Why Fabrizio, though? Why? Well, I don't understand this. I mean, this is one of the most consistent players that Chelsea have had. Clearly very successful since he's been at the club. Why is there this problem occurring now with Kante, who was pretty much a rock in that midfield? Yes, he's a fantastic player and I would say one of the best defensive midfielders we had in European football in the last 20 years. But it's also important to mention his age. I think Chelsea want to refresh the midfield because it's Kante out of contract, Jorginho out of contract. And so I think in that position, they want to sign a young player to have something fresh to bring to the team. Of course, they're respectful with Kante, but it's also his, probably, as I mentioned before, his last big contract and so mm-hmm. it's also something that we can understand that he wants to go for an important contract and we know that we are you are a free agent you can get better better salary it's absolutely normal in football and so this is why at the moment they're really far in the negotiations let's see if the situation will change it's still october so there is still room for negotiation but as of today it's complicated Sometimes for pizza, when you hear these rumors, I can't even imagine. Because to me personally, it just it goes through my head. I'm thinking, why? But whatever. That's the world of football we live in. We absolutely love it. There's a lot of love out there for you, Fabrizio. Hakuna Matata saying Fabrizio is my guy. Sending Thank a lot you. of Thank love you. hearts right there. Next question comes in from CWY Music. Given the Artemelo surgery, injuries to Diaz and Jota, do you see Liverpool accelerating plans to deepen the squad in January as opposed to waiting until next summer for potentially Bellingham? What do you see there? Yes, I would keep it open for Liverpool. Too many injuries, uh, complicated situation, as our friend mentioned, with, uh, with Artur Melo, with Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, so many, many problems. Uh, and this is why I'm told that they are open in this moment. We know that Liverpool only sign players when they are 100% convinced. Of course, Artur Melo was a last-minute opportunity on loan, but they go and sign players on permanent deal only when they are 100% convinced of a player, when they are convinced mm-hmm. that it's something for long-term. And this is why we have to wait a bit and see what kind of opportunities there would be on the market. Again, the World Cup would be really important to understand if Liverpool will have some new, fresh idea, if there will be some domino on the market in some of these positions. But I'm told that they are open. They are open. They are keeping an eye on the market. And so, let's see. At the moment, there is still nothing advanced or decided, but it's a possibility. Bellingham, in January, I think, again, no. It's something for next summer, and Liverpool will be there together with many other top clubs. You are watching House of Champions. This is our very first ever show. It's Ian Joy alongside the legendary Fabrizio Romano. Let's turn attention to Arsenal. we got a great question coming in here. It says, hi, guys. I want to ask about Arsenal, if possible. Who are our targets for January in the midfield and potentially a winger? Thanks a lot. That one comes from Mohamed. Thank you, Mohamed, for your question. Keep the questions coming in, everybody. Fabrizio, what you got on Arsenal? Yes, he mentioned the right positions because it will be midfielder and winger. Uh, Again, Arsenal now have a different uh, strategy than a few years ago. Now they go for players when they trust players, as I mentioned, for Liverpool. And I think this is the best strategy when you're a top club uh, because Arsenal, during the summer, they wanted Rafinha and then they decided not to sign any other winger because they were not 100% convinced of the other candidates. Same with the midfielder. They wanted Douglas Lewis, but then they decided not to proceed for more than 25 million euros on deadline day. So... It's not easy to find the right player in January. This is why at the moment there are no advanced negotiations from what I'm told. Arsenal are really focusing on new contracts for Bukayo Saka, for William Saliba, 
for Gabriel Martinelli. These are important situations, and this is why Arsenal are focusing on the contracts. But I would mention midfielder and winger. So they will keep an eye on the market in January. Uh, Mikhailo Mudrik from Shakhtar Donetsk is a player they really appreciate, and uh, I'm sure that they are still keeping an eye on him. But it depends on the price, because during the summer, Arsenal decided not to open negotiation with Shakhtar after speaking to the agents, because Shakhtar asked for more than 45, 50 million euros. And let's see how much they will ask now that he's doing fantastic in Champions League. So it's not an easy target, but for sure Arsenal will be keeping an end the market with a winger and a midfielder. It's amazing what happens when you play well out there for a lot of these youngsters. I mean, this is a young man's game now. It's amazing how it's gone from the pretty much the peak age being 27, 28 to now trying to sign these players at 19, 20, 21 years old. So you're getting the best out of them yes. when they're 23 and 24 years old. Uh, two more minutes with Fabrizio before we let him go because we know he is the busiest man on the planet. We've got an OG in the house, Matt Osmond. He is asking, uh, Fabrizio, if Stevie G is sacked, will Pochettino take over Aston Villa? That is a great question coming in from Matt. Thank you as always for your love. Let's see if Aston Villa will be able to convince Pochettino. But what I'm told is that Pochettino prefers to wait uh, at least until the World Cup. So he wants to see what happens with the World Cup. Uh, we know that after the World Cup, we also have a lot of managerial changes uh, and important national teams. And so this is why at the moment Pochettino is waiting. His priority is to wait. He was approached by Nice one month ago and he decided to wait. Let's see if Aston Villa will be able to change his mind. I think it's not going to be easy. Yeah? I think it's not going to be easy because Pochettino is really focused on waiting uh, and waiting for a new opportunity, maybe after the World Cup. But you never know in football. Maybe Aston Villa will be pushing and changing his mind. As of now, I'm still told that it's difficult. Two more quick questions. We've got a great one coming in about Kai Havertz. This one coming in from Quetching Spider. He says, is Kai Havertz one to look out for next summer? Simon Phillips reported that Manchester City, Real and more are interested in him. Listen, Kai Havertz, I'm a big fan of him. And obviously the World Cup is going to really tell us a lot about the future of Kai Havertz. I really like him a lot. And I think uh, it's about the position of Kai Havertz sometimes. No, where he can play, but what a player. Really special, special player for Chelsea history too after the Champions League final. And at the moment, I'm told there is nothing advanced with any club. Honestly, a lot of rumours. It's normal to see these clubs mentioned when it's about Kai Havertz, who is a fantastic player. And so let's see what Chelsea will decide to do. But as of now, Graham Porter trusts him. Chelsea never discussed him as one of the players to sell during last summer. And so... Let's see for the future, but as of now, it's not something imminent with Chelsea that want to sell, to sell uh, Kayaver. So at the moment, the situation is still under control. We have to see next year, next summer. Thanks to everybody out there for watching the first ever episode, House of Champions. Yes, we've got the last question coming your way for Brito. We know you're so busy. Nander Pop with the last question. He says, hello, guys. I'm a huge fan. What do you think and who will be the next victim of the Barcelona wage reductions? Any player to leave? Maybe Frankie to leave? Question mark. What do you think about the Barca situation for Brito before we get out of here? Is that to have players to, to leave the club, you also have to, to understand what's their position, not just clubs' position. Because when you sign contracts in, in life and with football, it's like this. And Frankie, at the moment, he's still on the same position. He still wants to stay at Barcelona. So let's see if he will change his mind maybe in the second part of the season, in the summer. We, we will see. But at the moment, the situation is still quite around Frankie. And I will keep an eye, for example, on Sergio Busquets. Uh, he's a legend for Barcelona. But we mentioned also here many times that uh, MLS clubs are approaching him, Inter Miami are approaching him, and so it could be a yeah. possibility for him, but he will not decide now. So I think end of the of the season, we will know more on Busquets, on Piquet, on Frankie de Jong, and many others. 
I saw you posting about Gonzalo Higuain in his last game. I was at the game. I went to watch the game oh, against wow. NYCFC because NYCFC is my team in New York. We put him into Miami out of the playoffs. But it's just amazing when you get to see a career like Gonzalo Higuain and then you see him in tears, it tells you how much football means to them. I mean, we now working as journalists, as media personalities, we love, we live and breathe the game. But for someone like him, you see the emotion. It's kind of crazy when you see that he will no longer be playing what it means to him. No, it's, it's absolutely crazy. He had an incredible, an incredible career. And let me say that, of course, I'm from Italy and from Napoli and I've never seen something like Gonzalo Higuain because I was not lucky enough to see Diego Maradona. But yeah. my father one day told me uh, only Gonzalo Higuain was close to what, of course, Maradona is like God. But what Diego, uh, what, uh, sorry, what Gonzalo Higuain did was absolutely, absolutely incredible. Record of goals in, uh, in Serie A. Fantastic player, and as you mentioned, the emotions of this guy are something absolutely special. I also love what he said a few weeks ago and many times about social media, social media views that he received after that uh, that special games that he had with Argentina, difficult games for him. And mm -hmm. so he also mentioned social media uh, as an important topic to discuss. And so I love Gonzalo Guayin and I wish him, we wish him all the best. I can tell you love him and I wanted to bring that up before we get out of here. We love you, Fabrizio. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us on House of Champions, the first ever episode. We absolutely love what you do. The people clearly love you as well. So thank you so much for doing what you do. And a reminder to everybody out there, you can watch Fabrizio every single week on House of Champions. So please make sure you like and subscribe, get the notifications going so that you know when Fabrizio will be back on. We got to get out of here because I know he's a busy man. Thank you so much to everybody for watching House of Champions. Please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. We're also available on video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. For Pizzo Romano, you're a legend. The first ever episode of House of Champions with the great Fabrizio Romano is in the books. See you next time. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.